Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bibliostapes in Discussion. Today, I have got the pleasure of being joined by London-based but Scottish photographer, Neil McDermott. Good evening, Neil. Hi, Ian. Um, nice to join you. Thanks for inviting me on. My pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely great to have you on to talk about um, a couple of your books. Um, obviously, Neil is a Scottish photographer, but now based in London. Um, and primarily he is he focuses documentary photography people and the landscape around Britain so before we get to talk about uh, your books um, it may be really interesting just to get a bit of your photography background and your journey to to where you are today okay um, well I grew up in Perthshire Scotland um, and in my late teens I became interested in media newspapers journalism magazines um, books um, and that sort of thing um, but I was quite a I don't know quite an academic child so yeah. um, I I did quite well in my exams and I went off to university and that sort of thing I did a proper degree at university um, but after I left university I, I went back to some of the interests I had uh, in my teenage late teenage years when I used to send in articles to and, and pictures to local newspapers and free sheets in Scotland and um, newspapers like the Dundee Courier, oh, Courier yeah. and Advertiser, uh, and one or two other free sheets and that thing. And um, I didn't follow, I'd studied engineering at university, um, but I gave that up and I went back to, um, initially it was more on the sort of writing side, I was writing and sending newspaper stuff into papers, but yeah. um, so I got a job as a sort of junior reporter working on trade magazines down in London. And this was in the late 80s, yeah. um, early 90s. And I did that for a couple of years. Um, and I, I quite enjoyed it, but I wanted to get more into the photography. So in the early 90s, I went back to college and did a postgraduate diploma in photojournalism right. at the London College of Printing, as it was then. Yeah. And then, and then from then on, um, I freelanced, basically. So I spent about... I don't know, 20 years working for magazines, newspapers, um, a lot of book publishers, um, book covers, authors. Yep. It was mainly in the people side, portraits and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then in about early two, uh, 2011, around that time, I, um, I moved away from more commissioned work and started working more on my own doing projects. I hadn't really done that before. Yeah. And I... Um, started traveling around the country when I could um, and social networks came along and I started to uh, post um, uh, stuff on social networks and it um, um, and it's grown from there. So really most of the stuff that people probably know me for uh, work has been done in the last 10 years. Yeah. So that's a brief trend. And, um, and then over the last 10 years, I've published uh, four or five, five books and, had a few big big exhibitions at different places up and down the country and that sort of thing so yeah so that's that's the story we're so, so still going just about yes yeah aren't we all in yeah, this stuff, yeah. but yeah obviously well I, this is it yes that that's it so survival of the fittest at the moment to a certain extent but uh, but yeah no, I've, of course, I've, of course. I've, I've obviously got uh, i've got a couple of your books which delighted uh, 
Southwestern and uh, Shore, which I think was your most most recent one, certainly Shore was anyway, and yeah. uh, Southwestern, bef- yep. Southwestern before that, which um, I, I was, as we were saying beforehand, I was uh, was having a look through it uh, earlier on today and and yesterday, and it was it was great. My wife uh, spent many years in Southwest London around De Wandsworth and Clapham and. Uh, there was somewhere else I can't remember where there was somewhere else. Tooting, maybe? No, I, it wasn't. Ran with an S. Oh, Southfields. So yeah, it probably was, but it, it was it was great Possibly. because it, there was there was so many. There was a number of locations and just a number of the sites that I remember seeing either from walking, but quite often from riding the bus into 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 the centre of London, and. I really it brought back so many happy memories and so many interesting memories of the people, the sites, the the locations. There was one which I think was just uh, going down a street, and it just showed you a bit of the speed bump and the wooden pole that was at the side. And I remember I remember that so vividly well from a street just around the corner from where my wife used to live. Probably not the same street, but it was it was great to to remind myself of of some of the personalities and. I really be be it'd be great to hear a bit of a background in terms of how you went about collating collating images. Was were they shot over a, a prolonged period of time? And are there are there any particular ones that you can remember quite vividly from your interactions, maybe with the with the subject matters? Right. Okay. Well, thanks for the introduction about the book. To be honest, I'm going to be honest. I have not looked through this book. <laughs> For about a year, I looked at yeah. it. And I didn't pick it up before this. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Well, first of all, the pictures were shot over a good number of years, about twelve, fourteen years. Some of them were taken right up to two thousand and nineteen, I think, which okay. was the latest one at the beginning of two thousand. Some of them were as far back as about two thousand and six. Yep. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I'm not great with dates. A lot of this stuff was shot on film, so I'm not that fussed about dates. Yes. Right. Um, and with this book, what I really wanted to do was to have a sense of place. I was really looking about showing this area as as where my home was, where I lived. Yeah. Um, and a sense of pride in the area, to be to be honest. I, um, I, as I mentioned in my introduction about myself, I, I came down to London in the late 80s, early 90s. It was, wasn't an overnight trance. Like a lot of people, when you're moving to a big city, you come for a little bit. Um, and, the, and then and I came down. And I remember when I first came to London, particularly to Southwest London, because I've, I've lived mostly in Southwest London that whole time. Yeah. I'd, I'd grown up in a very rural environment. And I, I remember seeing things like laundrettes. I mean, these, I mean, most people yeah. think, oh, laundrette. It was a laundrette. But I'd never really seen a laundrette, you know. Not, not many in, of them in a in sort Perth, of large sure. scale. Well, you know, I, there was a little bit, but there were nothing like this. Yes. And, and um, um, you know, commuter trains. So people who know South London well will know that it, it, there are all these trains that come out from from the centre of town, particularly from Clapham Junction. They're like yeah. the veins on the back of your hand that all come from a central point. Yeah. Um, 
Um, um, and also, I was keen to pick up on the mixed ethnic communities that are around, and that's something I've, I've loved being part of. Um, so yeah, so I shot them over a good a good number of years, um, and um, yeah, actually I'm looking through it. You know, it's not too bad. I did all right, I think. <laughs> I like to say that about. I like to say that about your own book. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah, if you if you can say that about your own book, then uh, what 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 can you say about? But uh, but no, it's 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 lovely to hear that. It is. It does. And when when I look through it, not okay, having lived in South Southwest London, I've not lived anywhere in London, but I've I've experienced Southwest London for I've experienced it for five years every second weekend for five years, and I can right, relate. Okay. I, I can I can relate to a lot. I can relate to so many of the of, yeah. the, of the the sites as well. Riding the bus into the centre of London, and you can remember. You, you can remember the var- the various sites along the route, all the different shops, um, and all the different yeah. cafes, etc. And those so, are the, yeah. Those, those are some oh, of the so real. Yeah. So yeah, I, I sort of mentioned about. Oh, we're right. getting we're mixed. We're getting our mixed messages there. Carry on. So yeah, so I should have said about the titles. I should have mentioned about the title Southwestern. I was looking for something that was a little bit ambiguous, southwestern. I wanted it to be say, well, southwestern. Where's that? Is that like in America? Because people often talk about the southwest in America. Yes. Yeah. And then, sort of, when you're in Britain, you talk about southwest. You maybe talk about, well, certainly in England, you talk about Cornwall being the southwest and, and the southwest of England. Yeah. But then maybe if you're in Scotland and you talk about southwest, you're probably talking down Dumfries or down yeah. that way. So, yeah. and really. I love this idea of, um, you know, a, a compass point or, or, or a direction as being only where you are, uh, you know. So I, I kind of wanted to make it um, a little bit ambiguous um, about Southwestern. So that was where the title came. Um, um, so about that. So, um, yeah, about if uh, the images... Um, they're mostly shot on film, as I say, because that's, you know, I still use quite a lot of film yeah. um, because that's what I grew up with. Not for any particular reason. Um, um, mostly square format in here. Although there are some different shape formats in here and I quite like just mixing in um, different formats. It's, I sort of feel like you're a painter. You can maybe use a different size palette as long yeah. as you're using, as long as you're painting in the same style. So um, there's a mix of people Um from different backgrounds they're mostly street shots um so yeah yeah i think i think it's uh, it shows the diversity of the southwest of london as well i think it's it's really captured nicely um i like the the, the train station yeah. shots as well because I, as you say there are the commuter lines and I, I quite like i don't know whether it was in, in intended but obviously southwest trains and stuff like that i quite like the play on words with that with the title as well Well, which, yes which which kind of uh, appealed to me yes uh, southwest trains is yeah for those who for those who don't know the southwestern southwest trains is the train um franchise that operates at clapham junction and runs many of the lines across this region so again that was yeah. another thing i wanted to throw in yeah um so I forgot what I was going to say. Well, anyway, 
couldn't have been very important. Not much what I say is important. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, that oh bit. yes, right. So I got to. I got to. I got to go back a little bit. I'll take you back a little bit. So prior to doing this book, um, I had done two books about portraits, which were taken around the country, and that was probably what I, you know I got best known for. Um, I travelled up and down the whole of the UK, done basically portraits of different people I met. Yeah. And I'd had a couple of large exhibitions about that. One of them was at the Martin Parr Foundation, which is in Bristol, and another one at the Museum of London, and one or two other places, North Wales. Um, and I wanted, to, I guess I wanted to uh, take what I'd learned and use in those work of portraits in some ways to have the same style of work, which is quite a color work. Yes. Um, um, and a sort of similar palette and style of color, which I could translate into more of a, you know, you tend to use the word landscape. I'm not quite sure what the word landscape really generally means um, in relation to certainly streets or, or, or more urban environment. But um, this idea of um, using the same feel of picture and moving into a slightly different um look to the pictures not not so much portrait based in fact there's very few portraits in here so but hopefully the similar sort of color pattern yeah yeah i, th I think i think the color i i really like the i think the colors uh, i think they work very very well i think i love i like the palette of colors that are there um but okay there's maybe not as there's maybe a, a smaller selection of portraits but they each tell their own story which I think is, is something I always enjoy. I don't shoot portraits myself and I probably, I, I certainly have no intention to never say never, but it's not something that I've, I've ever, I've ever really sought to, to shoot, but I, I, I enjoy looking through portrait pictures, portrait photography books, um, because they all, they all tell, uh, each person tells its own unique story. Um, sure. Their, yeah. their own, their own background and their own tale and, um, to me, that that always interests me as well. Um, it maybe doesn't interest everyone else, but I I always find it quite fascinating. Just thinking, even if there's no information provided about said person, where they've come from, what their background is, um, because ninety nine times out of hundred, you'll be entirely wrong about uh, about it. But it, it's they they tell the story, particularly around yeah. your own area, um, and I think it's obviously yeah, the same. It's obviously the same in in shore as well. It's it's great to see uh, some of the the personalities on the coast. Well, well, shore um, came about this last year. I wanted to do a smaller book. My idea was to to do some different projects about different parts of the UK. Yeah, um, and I'd spent a good amount of time out on in Essex along the coast um, um, and I'd never lived by the coast but I've always quite fancied it and you know this idea of the rather rundown British English resorts has always yep. been a bit of a draw for a lot of photographers I mean I'm not the first to go there um, and to go to these places but um, it was um, yeah, it was great to go out there. It's a very these these resorts are very English. You know, you're very you're very deep into the heart of of England when you're on out on a on, on a weekend at, at South End or um, um, the different resorts along the coast. Um, so yeah, it's um, 
it was so I put that one together last year. It's a smaller book, uh, less pictures, but it, I would say it's more like a hardback kind of zine, really, um, which is my idea to maybe go on and do some more. And I published it myself, but it was incredibly hard to do because I did it all through the first few weeks of lockdown last year, which nearly broke me, to be honest. Um, it's quite hard to try and organize these things basically from your from your spare bedroom. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah, it came out quite well. You know, it, it fits into my again my my color pattern. You know, looking at the UK, looking at different aspects of UK life, and um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, and, and again, did- that was one I published myself as well. Yeah, and in terms of in term, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, in ter- sorry, in, in terms of com- compiling it, where when you started shooting it, did you have in mind that you were wanting to produce a book like this, or was it something you'd built up a body of work over again a period of time, and and the book kind of? Um, well, I tend to I I tend to work on with the you know I'll go and shoot something, and if I if I feel it's leading somewhere. Um, I will shoot some more and then I'll shoot some more and until I feel I've got a body of work and that I, I, I like the, I like the work to flow on from other work I'd done. Yeah. So I had been out to um, Essex a good number of times um, um, to make portraits um, for my, you know, round Britain series. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it and i thought well it's an easy enough place for me to get to so yes. um i went more looking more landscape and 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 people you know the seaside um so that I, and then i had a body of work and you know lockdown came and i thought well it would be a good good time to try and do to try and do a book and um um and as i say it was incredibly hard to do just to get it organized it's printed in holland i couldn't go to see it printed yeah um and you just have to kind of luck a little bit and you know it was even quite difficult to go and see the designer i don't think i did i think i did it all over the telephone or you know by remote um which even though he lived only about five miles away um three miles away probably and i didn't um i didn't i didn't get to see him so it was all done remotely and it was quite hard but it it, it came okay and i was it was relatively happy about it yeah, and um, is, is I mean one of the things. Sorry, carry on. Go on. Is is it this is is it the same designer you've worked with in some of your other books, or have you done them yourself? Or I've worked with the same designer in all five books I've done so far. I yeah. mean, I can't I can't guarantee. Yeah. You know, he he's a professional designer, so he you know he he works for um, Penguin and Random House and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, and it's just a guy I got to know actually, um, and he lived quite close to me. And it turns out that one of his kids went to the same schools, my kids, and yeah, he, he's got three kids, and I've got three kids. And suddenly, I realised that you know this he's about the same age, so that was you know, it was good to you know people who had the same kind of lifestyle. Um, so and he had a he, he works from the bottom of his garden, so I could go around there and see him and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, so yeah. I've worked with him and um, and um, you know he, he we're sort of it's not mates rates or anything, but you know because I offer him something maybe you know an entry an, an entry into making other books for other people, yeah. one or two things like that that you know he you know um, he can you know hopefully do things at a rate that's not too expensive. So yeah, but I'd, I I mean I. I I did, uh, I think the third book I did, which is called Town to Town, which was a book about portraits. He did it, but that was published by a, a, a publisher, not by myself. So. Okay, yeah. And that tied in with the exhibition at the Martin Parr Foundation. Um, um, so, yeah, I, um, 
that he, he designed that one as well. The ten, the the, the third one I did. No, this last one I did. The fifth one has a has a tip. What they call tipped in cover, which is um, a picture on the a picture on the on the thing, which is basically indented with a picture. Which yep. is called tipped in for those who don't know it. Um, but the other ones have all had a um, just a sort of graphic c- cover on them. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't know. In the, I'm not sure in the future whether you know you, there's all options to move in different directions with books. So. Yeah, I, I suppose. Assuming I do. Assuming I do another do. book. Then. Yeah, but the thing is, I suppose you you learn from your experience of every book feeds forward into the next book that you might produce, and uh, a lot of it always, I suppose, depend maybe on the subject matter. Um, of of what the book is, but uh, but in terms of yeah. the sequencing, do you sequence that yourself, or does your friend help you with that, or do you hand all the work to him, and it's it's really a case for him to put it into the into a format? Well, actually, the first the, the books I've done so far, my wife and I, Katrina, have um, have worked on the design together. Yeah. Um, uh, no, not on the design, the, the layout, the sequencing together, yes. and maybe a little bit of the layout as well. Uh, you know, I'm I'm aware that I don't have a huge amount of money to spend, so the, the design has to be fairly simple. Yes. And then we, uh, you know, when I started the books, I looked through the always the photos. For me, always look best if they're fairly straightforward. I'm not yeah. somebody. I, my work is going to suit being cut up too much, or you know, folded over and all that. On top yeah. of that, it does get rather expensive to doing yeah. you know fold yeah. over pages and insets and all these fancy things. And yes, and anyway, I, t- I tend to have this sort of okay. I think um, about that book. Um, the fancy designs. And if they have got fancy designs in books, you'll be surprised how many of them become a right pain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know, the pages get buckled and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I try to keep it simple, yeah. And in terms of uh, in terms of going forward, have you, have you got other books in mind or are you working on other projects that you might think might lead on to a, a future future book or two? Oh, of course, of course. I've got about a hundred books and none at the same time, you know. Yes. Because I I shoot a lot. I'm out. Can say not at the moment. Well, not at all at the moment. But I'm yeah. out at the moment, and I have this belief about a lot of the work I want to flow into another book. So if I'm shooting something, I'm thinking, well, this might flow into other work later on, and it doesn't necessarily have to feel like it's bound by a set project. Um, yeah. I'm very keen that the, the, the books can be looked at as, you know, an ongoing, the whole series as an ongoing work and yeah. um, and how the work develops. But yeah, rooted in common themes of colour, uh, pattern, looking at the UK, yeah, you know, looking at diverse population. Um, um, UK at this time, obviously Brexit and all these things that are going on are things that I don't, you know, you, nobody wants to put up, this is a book about Brexit, this is a book about this part of the world. They want to put a flag up and say, this is the UK I'm doing. It's, you know, it's it's me looking at, you know, this this area of the world at this time in some ways. And if I can, I can fit in books around that, that's fine. Yeah, I, I certainly from my, my own experience, uh, the, the two books, I think you can see the, I suppose, a, a, you can see a similar style and a similar pattern through the books, which is really nice because, as you say, there's there's then a natural lead on to 
future books or to or to previous books as well, which which I I personally like and um I I think it works really well, uh, yeah. From from my from my own personal perspective, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Um, but I, I I like that aspect. I like that aspect too, and I like the subject matter that you choose. As I say, it's not a subject matter that. I, I would go out and look to shoot myself. Um, I would love to shoot down at the coast, but uh, personally with zero people in them whatsoever in every single shot. <laughs> um, <coughs> and generally, yeah, it was, it was very, very different. But at the same time, I, I, it's, I, I still enjoy and it still brings back all the memories for me, which for me is always yeah. what books are about. Um, sure. And it, and it does, it brings back, yeah, your the seaside holidays that everyone used to go on and 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 for southwestern just the the many wonderful weekends that i spent uh, crawling home from the from the pub around the corner after having a, a few too many beers on a on a, fr- on a friday night um but yeah so it's 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 yeah it's it's great great stories and really interesting characters which is what i also remember from my time in london as well um which was sure. really which was really sure. good but uh, moving on, obviously you've uh, you've published a number of books yourself, but I'm I'm suspecting that you've probably own a couple of books yourself as well, and it would be really interesting. Yeah, to hear. I do own a lot. I do you? own a lot of books. Um, I have a bit of a, you know I've been buying photo books for a long time, and occasionally I'll you know I'll sell a few of them, get rid yeah. of them, and um, I'm not precious about photo books, you know. Yeah. If, if it's a second edition and then somebody will pay me a hundred pounds for the first edition and I'll get a second edition for a five, of course, uh, you know, got to be Scottish about it. That's it. It's the inbred Scott in you there. That's, that's talking <laughs> yeah, more, than, more sure. than anything else. Um, so yeah, I do have a lot of photo books and, you know, I go through periods where I'm very into looking at photo books and, you know, look at them a lot. And then I go through periods where I'm, I'm not that fussed about them because I've had them for so long and, maybe get a little bit I don't know I wouldn't say bored but a little bit um a sort of photo book talk where I mean, people seem to talk more about the books and the pictures yeah which I you know I find you know um a bit annoying or what's it actually in them um um at the moment I'm probably on a bit of a diary about photo books not for any particular reason other than a, I think we're spending a lot of time online at the moment yeah. um and then that means that people are more talking about the books, the books rather than the pictures are going out taking pictures yeah. because that's my, my real reason is that, you know, for being a photographer is not to make books or to, to, uh, it's to keep going really is to keep making work, yes. keep reaching an audience, and keeping getting out and, you know, getting people interested and in having discussions about the pictures I take and all those sort of things. But yes, uh, so I do have a lot of photo books. Um, and uh, you know what? You said you wanted me to pick five favorite books, but I don't have favorite books. Um, I don't really have favorite books of my own, but yeah. I have lots of books. So I decided to, I just sort of picked some randomly. I was just walking. Excellent. I have books scattered around around the house. They're in my children's bedrooms. Some of them are under the bed, in the living room, obviously, in my office here. And they're not in any way ordered. Um, um, so, I, you know, I just pick books up sometimes where I find them. So, so um, shall we, what should we start with? So, um 
I've got five or six. Are you okay to do five or six? Abs- absolutely, yep. Bring them on. Okay. So the first one I've got here, which I found, which I haven't looked at for a long time, is a book called States of America by Michael Ormerod. Um, and I guess you would take it, you, you would consider it a, a take on the American road trip. Um, okay. I really like this book because it's a different, it's like a sort of take on, on um, the Robert Frank's Americans, but it's by a British guy, um, Michael Ormerod. He was a teacher at Trent Poly, I think. Um, then he moved up to Newcastle. But sadly, in, in 1991, he was killed by, hit by a truck, actually, in Arizona, when he was taking pictures. Um, and after his death, they, 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 they put together um, this book of his work. Uh, and it really is worth searching. It. It's really collectible, sadly, because there wasn't that many printed. Um, um, but you'll see the work online, and it's called States of America. States of America. Road. It's a sort of British, British take. On the American road, I really like it. It's worth looking. Yeah. States of America, Michael Ormond. It's worth having a look. So that's the first one. Um, so the second one here. This is a really cookie book that I don't think. Now I would not recommend anybody buy this book. Um, it is called Taffanelli Le Charbonnier, and it's by somebody called Jonathan Robertson. Okay. I've never heard of Jonathan Robertson, a photographer. I've had to try to look him up online, but I couldn't find him. Right. Um, and Taffanelli Le Charbonnier. Taffanelli is a man called, hang on a minute. He's called Jacques Taffanelli. And he's a Charbonnier, which I guess is a charcoal maker. And I think this is shot in, in um, Corsica. Um, in France um, and to be honest the pictures are not great they're not very good um, they're shot 35 millimeter they're sort of Kodachrome and it's basically the story of this old man who's in his 80s cutting down um, you know trees and making charcoal and yeah. they're all sort of Kodachrome sized there's nothing particularly fancy about it um, there's a couple of reasons why I like this book though I found it on a skip is one of the reasons it was just lying there and I thought there's a fate there a photo book <laughs> Um, it was also made in the 1980s. In fact, it was made in 1980. And I think um, I like the idea that back in 1980, before photo books became that fashionable, some man um, called John Robertson, Jonathan Robertson, had gone to France and made this book. And it, it fits into the lineage of, you know, people would do that now and call it trendy. But, you know, now... Um, you know, it's just a book, and it's a little book in this photographer's journey. But the final thing I like about it is it's got an inscription in the front. Ooh, right. It says, to David, a message from, from another land and another time with a handshake, Jonathan. Jonathan obviously being the photographer. Sure. That was, And he he dated it 20th of November 1980. But, right. of course, what Jonathan doesn't realize now that his message is now a message from another land and another time. I suppose his message, he wrote that thinking that was a message, that the photos were a message from another land. Anyway, yeah. it's a pretty rubbish book. You can get it for about three quid online. But anyway, I like the story and I like this idea having found it and, you know, born again. Maybe I should put it on the skip. Somebody else might find it. So there you go. That's it. Um, so moving on. So, um, go on. No, carry on. All good? No, I wasn't, I wasn't away to say anything. I was just... Yeah, all good, yeah. Yeah, all good. Yeah, okay. So I thought 
Well, I should really have uh, a William Eggleston book. I should include a William Eggleston book because William Eggleston is uh, is is a clever boy, uh, a clever man, and a very good photographer. In fact, he's very influential for me. Yeah. But there are many William Eggleston books, and I have lots of them. Um, and I haven't even got them all here, but I I, I got a, a, a I pulled a few out. Yeah. Um, now William Eggleston's first book, I think, was just probably his most famous, is called William Eggleston's Guide, um, and this was a guide really to his first exhibition, which was at the Museum of Modern Art in uh, 1976. Of course, it was a groundbreaking exhibition at the time because the pictures were basically st stuck up on the wall and they'd never heard of anything like this. Um, and the critics didn't like it. They thought, you know, this, you know, they should, everything should be in frames or whatever and all yeah. serious like that. And, you know, the pictures were considered to be ill thought out and snapshotty. But in fact, as it turns out, Eggleston's turned out to be one of the most influential color photographers that's ever been. So, um, so, but I won't, I'm not going to choose that one. Um, and then this is the other one, which I, I quite like. It's, I like the work in it. It's called Los Alamos. It's quite an interesting book, uh, quite a famous book, but it's too big for me. I, I, I'm not too keen on these big, heavy books. Okay. Yeah. They, they fall open. You can't, you, you know, you can't just sort of leave them lying by your bed. Whatever. Yeah. It's just too big. But the pictures are great. Um, and they continuation of that one. Um, um, but I pulled up these two, which are called, um, which are probably my favorite Eggleston books. They're called The Democratic Forest and Ancient and Modern. Um, and I'm going to, I was, I, to be honest, I'm never really quite sure which is which, but I'll pull, I'll, I'll go with this one, which is called Ancient and Modern. Um, mostly because it's got pictures from, a lot of pictures from Memphis where William Eggleston uh, around and it's got some famous pictures in it um including i think it's got the red ceiling which is a very famous picture yeah. probably his most famous picture the red ceiling um and one or two other ones um william eggleston was big influence me on on when i when i saw his work the reason i like william eggleston's work is it's very you know he has a way of seeing which is a very difficult thing we, we know lots of photographers and we talk about lots of other photographers but William Eggleston has this own eye, which is an unusual, not unusual, uh, and I think that's something that I'm trying very hard, and I think most photographers, I think most creative people are trying to get something which is very distinctive. But anyway, um, there are lots of William Eggleston books, but... Um, this this one's called Ancient and Modern, and um, I think this picture on the front is actually shot at Graceland, um, which is Elvis Presley's home. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about it the other day when I was working in trade press. I actually got a weirdly got a press trip to go to America. I don't know what it was supposed to be about, but anyway, I went and they took us to Memphis, and it was unbelievable. And, and um, they said. Um, um, oh, we're going to take you to Graceland. So we went to Graceland, and that was Very amazing. Good. You know, I never, you know, I never, you know, really turned up there. And then we went down onto Beale Street, which is the most famous street in Memphis. And we were in a bar, and this really famous uh, uh, Memphis soul singer uh, Stax, from Stax Records called Rufus Thomas. Very famous. He turned up in the bar and came and chatted with us and sat down with us for a bit. So 
And obviously, when I found out that William Eggle, well, later on, when William Eggleston was from Memphis, uh, you know, I was kind of drawn to the place. I've never been back, but anyway. Yeah. So that's William Eggleston for you. Um, so um, now, what am I going to show you next? Could be here all night. That's How long have you got? Where's the one? That's, all, that's always the risk. Right, so this is probably, they talk about favourites. I think this is probably my favourite photo book of the last uh, 10 years or so. Um, it's called South of Market by Janet Delaney. And I think this was quite influential about when I did my Southwestern book. Okay, It's a book which is shot, shot around the eponymous area, South of Market, which is in San Francisco. Uh, and Janet had moved there a couple of years before and she started to document the neighborhood. It was all done in large format camera. Yep. Um, and it's portraits of people around, as they say in America, in the neighborhood. Um, you know, a slice of life. Um, it, was, it, it was an interesting area because it had such a mix of different characters. It was a bit of a black community, a gay community, San Francisco. Um, I think there might, I, I think there might have been a little bit of a Chinese community there as well. But anyway, she photographed all the people there, um, and it's a style of work that I really like. That involves color and streets and and, yeah. and uh, looking at a place. Um, but even though the pictures are, are very beautiful to look at, there is a slight political element to this work because the work, the area south of Market, was slowly changing and becoming gentrified at that time and it was a bit of a, a I don't know how you say it, an ode to a pain to 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 you know this place yeah um, and I, I got to know Janet a little bit online and um, she's a teacher in, in one of the universities in is it Berkeley is that in San Francisco yeah, Berkeley. I think so yeah anyway she so that Berkeley so I think she teaches photography I'm not sure but anyway I'm keeping in touch with her and so that's a great book but I'm nearly done you thought you'd got me there didn't you but I got one last one one last one for okay. the road. And, and the one last one I could go on for a while. This is a funny little book here, which I like as well. It's, it's a Robert Frank book. And, a, a, you know, I'm a big fan of Robert Frank. Um, I think he was influential on most photographers, to be honest, because his book, The Americans, is probably yeah. the most successful, or the best known photography book of all time, really. Um, and... I think as a person, he he's somebody I find very intriguing and, you know, interesting, you know, just his whole life, really. Not, you know, he, he so sadly died, I think it was last year or two years ago. Um, but it was not the sort of person I wanted to meet. But, I, you know, I just was interested in his life. And um, there's a lot of good videos on, on him online. Um, but he, he lived in... Oh, you, bro you broke up a wee bit there. So, uh, Robert Frankie, he had a house in Bleecker Street, New York. Oh, yes. Yeah, and he also um, had a place in a place called Mabu. Mabu, I think that's how he says Mabu, right. in Canada. Um, and he, he, he didn't hide from the fact that he lived in those places and people used to go out and hang outside his house and that sort of thing, particularly in New York. Yes. But the other thing that people used to do is they used to send, it, they used to send him postcards from around the world. Um, <clears throat> and he collected all the postcards um, yeah. and he put them together in a little book, 
which is called Thank You. Yeah. And it's a lovely little book. It's not it's not so much of a photo book, but um, they're just great little crazy things that people have written to him. Hi, Robert, just back from a thousand vis- vis- visions, visitations and traveling at the speed of sound. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's the sort of stuff that obviously... Dear Robert, blah, blah, blah. No time to think. My, my mind is totally fucked. How is yours? Stay strong, <laughs> Sylvia. And then she's got a picture on the other side. Some of them are postcards. Some of them are, are prints that people have written on the back on and just put in the mail. Um, here's a lovely one. Uh, it's, it's, she's not this woman. I uh, can't read her, her signature. Uh, she's just put a picture of her, her nine chickens. And it, she's put, written on the back, picture of nine deceased chickens, 1972. And of course, because he was known for living in Bleecker Street in Mabu, and also in Mabu in Canada, um, people just put Robert Frank at Mabu, Nova Scotia, Canada, and they all got there. You know, what a great thing. Such yeah. an old, you know, in, innocent times. So. Yeah. so, yeah, he lived actually, he lived at number seven Bleecker Street, it says here. So anyway, if you go online, there is a great video of him mooching around his house in Mabu, looking a bit grumpy, and um, but he couldn't have been that grumpy because he agreed to do the video. So anyway, that's worth checking out. So th- those are some books I could go on, but I assume that'll, that'll just bore you. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it never bores, but I think... Uh... I think with everyone, I don't think anyone's. I would say, like most, most of us don't have a favorite book because what you, what you, what book you pick up and what you're interested in at a given time changes depending yeah. on your mood and everything like that. And but for me, it's 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 just always it's always interesting to hear. I've got certain styles of books that I I like to look at and keep an eye out for. Yeah, of but, then, but then there's always there's always the ones. Uh, if someone suggests it or something like that, that's maybe something a wee bit different or somewhere that I've maybe been to that uh, that maybe sparks a sparks a connection. That I think well, actually that that would be quite quite nice just to to get something that's maybe a, as you say the the book on San Francisco, lovely city, really great city. So I'll probably go and have a wee have a wee look because it's it's just you can I can remember the city quite well and it'd be it's interesting yeah. and it's not necessarily for me. It's even always buying the book it's new photographers new artists to to follow and once you begin the once you begin searching for them it takes you down different paths and you end up back around seeing someone else that you would never have otherwise come across and uh, for me it's it's always it's always inspiring and interesting to see people's takes on different cities and how they might compare to city of glasgow that i stay in and things like that as well and um you still get the same interest in personalities and the different characters and the different streets um but they've all got their own wee wee quirks among them as well sure sure so yeah and um, i can do i can do more if you want you want any more are you good yeah we'll do do and do another couple then pick, pick another couple okay Okay, well, I'm going to pick this one here, which I, which I like, which is quite a new book for me. Right. Uh, Italian photographer called Guido Guidi. Great name. you got to love somebody who's called Guido Guidi. He's still alive, I think. He's still working. And yeah. he is uh, probably, but this is probably more in your field, Ian. It's more of what I would call a landscape book. Okay. But, uh, and um, I don't know much about him, even though I have a ton of his books. It's more of a, um, 
how would I say, look at the landscape of Northern Italy in a architectural, with a sort of architectural view. The, the, the work is all shot largish format and, you know, the uprights are straight. It's obviously corrected and that sort yes. of thing. Um, and um, it feels to me like he's very interested in the shape of buildings, the shape of his surroundings in some way and how everything mixes in. And he also picks up on very Italian things, which I'm always very drawn to, the people who are very, very, very good at picking up on their own, and not necessarily their own country, but their own area they live in, sort of projecting it out to the world and saying, well, this is what yeah. it is like around here. And this was a book which came out about two years ago. It's called In Veneto. I assume that means the area... Veneto. I don't know. I'm terrible. I should really find out. But anyway, um, I like the way he signed it with a sort of China graph red pen as well. It's a bit different. Yeah. Anyway, so he's done a whole series of books which have just come out and they're worth looking at if you're, uh, particularly if you're people who are into the topography, I guess, of the landscape mixed in with buildings and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, He has an interesting way of, of shooting one picture and shooting one very soon after, and he'll include both of them in the book, which is an interesting way of doing. Ooh, yeah. Some might call, some might call it a, 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 a little bit. Um, how would I say? You um, might consider it a bit spoilt. But two pictures which are exactly the same and just about. But he does that quite a lot, which I, I really quite like. Indulgent, yes. I think, is the word that people might use. But anyway, I sort of yes. quite like that. As if. It's as if this viewpoint is fixed, but the surroundings are changing very slightly. Sometimes the door will have opened a little bit and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So there we go. Anyway, so that's that. Anyway, so I don't know. That's probably about it for just now. I've got hundreds of books. They're everywhere. That's it. So, yeah. I, try, I try and keep them as, oft, as, as much on the bookshelves as possible. Otherwise, I'll end up losing them. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I yeah, I'll just, I don't know where these will go now. These will just sort of sit somewhere. So, sit, sit, sit um, in a pile, they sit in a pile until tomorrow, and I'll go, oh, Where did those go? But, um, yeah, yeah so I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, what was the last book I bought? Um, uh, I think I bought, hold on, I'll tell you the last book I bought. I haven't got it here because I haven't really looked at it because it only came yesterday, which was called, uh, Sites in the City, New York photograph, Jamel Shabazz. It's worth checking out. This right. guy traveled around New York in, in the 80s, I think, using right. sort of snapshot yeah. kind of thing of street ha street happenings. And it's from, I haven't opened it yet. It looks it looks good. Quite exciting. Quite, yeah, quite, sort of. quite an interesting time in New <laughs> York in it? the 80s. I've not seen it, but I can, I can imagine it must be quite, quite an interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. Well, it, 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 it sort of picks up on the black community and the hip hop scene. Yes, yeah. And that stuff, which now, maybe that's what it takes a good photographer to be picking up on those things then. And then yeah. 10 years, 20 years later saying, wow, you know, wish I'd been there when, you know. When it was, when it was happening, and, yeah. Around indeed, DMC yeah. and all that stuff was really, you know, all that stuff was happening and, and, and you know, and rap and, and, and hip hop was really breaking in New York. So I haven't looked at the book yet. I'm quite excited about that. So. Very good. Yeah, it's it's always quite nice when a new book arrives. I had one arrive from Japan earlier this week. I can't quite remember the name of the title. Um, 
but it looks very nice. It looks very nice, very much. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have any Japan, Japanese photo books. That's a that's a crazy scene. Japanese oh, photo market. Yeah, it's uh it's a bit different. Um, you can well, sell it. Very collectible, but I don't. I don't they are. Yeah, it's, you you can certainly. It's a. It's quite a specific, It's quite a very unique style of photography, and a lot of them there's some interesting books a lot of it it's not my not my cup of tea but yeah um, yeah yeah. i like a lot of that i like it isn't i like a lot of the quite high contrast black and white city and then also the the landscape uh the very minimal landscape as well which is something i i I like but um yeah i like a lot of the tokyo i've been to japan quite a few times um and i like all i like all the city the city photography as well because i just i find the whole culture over there really fascinating. It's uh, so technologically advanced, but they retain all their traditions so beautifully. Um, yeah, sure. Which is, which I'll is have quite... to get into. It. I'll have to. I, I, I don't think I even. I thinking. I don't think I even own a Japanese photo book, um, but I must must get into. It. I must see what's out there. Um, yeah, there, you could a... go down a right rabbit warren. I think once you get started, though, on Japanese. It can be a. Photo. It can be a. It can be a can be a very very expensive rabbit warren as well. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 as I've said to others, it's like that. There's a website that I've bought some from at the very very low end of it, but the high end, two and a half three thousand pounds for a book, it's not unusual. It's terrifying, yeah. okay. terrifying stuff. Awesome. But but they view it a lot more as as pieces of art, and even buying yeah, uh, even buying second hand books. If you, I yeah. bought a couple of secondhand books from Japan, and they are in mint condition because they really, really look after them. But you can get a, a quite a good savings. So, um, okay, it's, it's it's quite good. It's there's it's very Not like different. Not my books; they're all bashed up. A lot of them, which I quite like, sometimes you know, yep. when they're bashed up. I mean, I do question sometimes why they've got this book in Veneto, which was the one I talked about, Guido yep. Guidi. It's totally white. Which, when you open it, sounds yeah. good, but it's just—it's just grubby within ten minutes, you yeah, know. It's, yeah, which is a shame. Um, and you know, having designed a good number of books, um, I, you know, it would be nice to have a quite a whitish cover because it can be quite striking. But I do veer away from them because if you're selling yourself, you know, you want to have them so that they at least get to the people when there's good as they can and that can be a real downer um you know dust jackets as well you know dust jackets can be nice but they are prone to a bit of damage if you're selling yourself so um, i'm a bit wary about putting dust jackets i haven't done a dust jacket on any of the ones i've done yeah yeah i I think uh, yeah i know what you mean there's one book i've got that's quite a white cover and uh, pretty white actually but as you say it's I'm always very cautious about getting any marks in it because it just, <laughs> whereas if it's something that's just even just a s- slight bit of color to it, it kind of takes away the the steer yeah, the yeah. steeredness aspect of it. Um, but then it's it's always when you then got a beautiful white piece of paper, and it's the same when you're when you're talking about big books. It's it's the same. There's one there's a Japanese which is a big concertina book. And it's big, oh, right, three yeah. sheets to begin with, and it opens up to well, it's probably about ten meters long or something like. That. But I'm always so careful because I'm just very, very cautious about yeah, sure. getting a crease or something in the page as well. And it's 
Yeah, yeah. I have a book um, which is here, which is a very famous book, which is called uh, In the American West by Richard Avedon. Okay, um, and it's all about he went to Richard Avedon, a fashion portrait photographer, and he went to the West to photograph um, drifters, people are living in, in again the Southwest, really. Yeah, um, uh, and um, cattle workers you know, misfits, people by the side of the road, that sort of thing. But I bought it. It's signed by Richard Avedon, but it's absolutely filthy inside. I think it must have been in a library or something like that. But it had a, what I would call a Mylar cover, if you know what that is, which is like a plastic cover. Oh, right. Okay, yes. On it. Yep. And a lot of collectible book, a lot of collectible books, uh, the dealers, they, I bought this secondhand. Um, a lot of dealers put this uh, this sort of mylar stuff on to protect their books it's a sort of way yeah. of antiques dealers but this one had its own his own cover which was on it it was a bit dirty so i i pulled it off and chucked it away it was only later on that i found that that was actually part of the book design which oh, i right. chucked away <laughs> and it's now worth well it, in theory it could be worth quite a lot of money but it's, it's unique yeah <laughs> it's unique because i've chucked away the, what the, the, the fancy dust jacket because yes. I thought it wasn't part of it. So anyway, yeah. So um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty pretty famous book. That, but um, it's quite nice to have his signature on it as well. Um, but yeah, it's been flicked so many times that the pages have got they've, they've got these sort of brown marks and where that place where everything turns the same page. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but anyway, it's quite a good book to have, even well, though. It's, it's, yeah. Well, that's it. books are all there to be enjoyed. That's that's the other thing. They're not there to be kept shut all the time and it's... Yeah, of course of course of course and, and it's amazing how often i'm drawn back to the same books um yeah i, I don't know why either i don't know what it is that keeps dra dragging me back i suppose it's a bit like music you know you always yeah you always pull up the same albums you try to get away from them and you always end up listening to whatever it is yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's what I listen to a whole variety of music at the moment. Uh, I've been listening, I've been working my way through Spotify for a long time. Uh, a lot of the bands I listen to, Government Mule, which is a big American Government Mule, oh, big, Ameri big American jam band. Uh, Warren Haynes is the main guy okay. there. Uh, so yeah, I listen to a lot of them, yeah. Dave Matthews Band and stuff like that as well. But then flip side, okay. I'll, I'll listen to a lot of Prodigy and all the old okay. 60s. 60s and 70s classic yeah, rock okay. from the UK. Yeah. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. Government Mule, I'll have to check them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I tend to go back to the same, listening to the same. I was just the same with a lot of photo books. You tend to yeah. pick up the same ones. And it is quite difficult to get yourself out and going and looking for, well, not necessarily new books, but looking at ones that you've got in a different light um, and yeah. trying to see the value in them as well. And I think that's maybe why I picked up, I picked up things like that charcoaling book because, you know, I pick it up because I can learn things from it and, and see why it's not very good. Yeah. But yes, also see that, you know, as a photographer myself and looking to do more books and in the value of, you know, keeping going and making a book and, you know, fitting it into your story a little bit. I mean, one of the things I would say about photo books that when you've made a good number of them that people don't realize is that you're mostly unhappy with them. I think it's the same if you're an artist with a record. Yeah. You're probably not happy about it. Something's not right. You know, the drums are a little bit off. Or, the same with photo books. It's very hard to get it right, particularly if you're publishing yourself. Yeah. So 
there are things that you think, oh, I'm not, I'm not that happy about that. And but then as as the years go by and you look back, and there is a certain, I guess, a certain sense of achievement that you've got it out. This is incredibly hard to get them out, and it's also incredibly hard to sell them. Yes. Um, what people don't realize is selling a thousand photo books is incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, particularly when it's not of a, how would I say, it's not of a particular subject. It's not, you're not trying to sell a story of, um, of uh, whatever it is, coffee, or this is a book about coffee. It's basically an artistic expression. Yes. It's quite yep. a hard thing to do. Um, so, um, you know, I, 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 I don't look back to my own books very often at all because I see the faults in them. Not that there's anything major wrong with them, Yeah. but it's just that I'm trying to look ahead and think, well, what could I do next? And, you know, Occasionally, yeah. I look back and think, "Well, what didn't go right in that and that sort of thing?" Yeah. So, it's a, it's a moment. Yeah, in, so look, it's a moment in time. Yeah, I think it's a realization as well. I think it's something as you get older that that you realize as a creative person that not not everything you do will be perfect. You know, um, some will be better than others. You know, uh, and you know everything has to fit in together. You know, yeah, um, and. And um, and to live with the faults a little bit and to let them go because it can be quite bruising at the time when you're trying to get a book out and the design doesn't come together or financially you can't get the money to make it or you've got the money and the book doesn't seem right the work doesn't seem good enough you don't feel confident in the work all these yes. things come together and trying to be able to find that perfect moment where you feel like you've got a good design well designed book and it's printed well, which is very difficult to do as an individual from your, basically from your on your own. Yes. Um, yep. um, and also to feel good about the work, and and on top of that, to have the audience to sell it. There's all these things that have to come together, and you know you can do some really good work and produce a very very beautiful book and a meaningful book and something that looks great to you, and then nobody buys it. So yeah. that that in some ways is a failure. Well, on the flip side, you can do work which is kind of knocked off a little bit and maybe not that well <clears> thought out and not that well designed, and a lot of people buy it and a lot of people like it. Yeah. Um, and that is um, that's just the nature of do. Sorry, I've just broken up a wee bit there. Yeah. Keep, 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 keep. Um, um, trying to get out and and develop as a as a photographer. Yeah, absolutely. As, as I think we all are, and it's uh, hopefully this year we'll be able to get a wee bit more because certainly last year was a uh, was was not the time for getting out very often, unfortunately. No, it's hard, and I did uh, actually. Well, obviously, I did the short book. I published that last year, which was a yeah. hard thing to do. And I was happy enough with the way it came out, and it got out, and it, it sold well. Um, and I did. I've done a couple of other projects this year, which some of it's linked to work that I've done earlier. And we'll see whether I, they might come out as a publication in time, because it's very hard to make something visual about lockdown. I've seen a lot of people doing projects about people behind glass, which is, you know, been a fact of life, but yes. is it interesting visually? I'm not sure. I don't yep. know. People stuck in the living. One or two people have done it really well, but yes. Um, yep. And then yep. it's this idea of two empty streets as well. 
well, yeah, that can be interesting, but they've got to look really, really different because you could go at uh, whenever it was early in the morning, there was nobody there in yeah. normal time. So, yes. Um, and to be honest, this idea of lockdown and and the virus is, to me, it's not really about being out on the streets or being in my house. It's more about in my head. Yeah. If that makes any sense. You yes. know, living in a different headspace, which is in a difficult thing to get to grips with. So, um, I'm trying to work on something that might reflect a bit of that. We'll see. Very good. <laughs> see if it comes. Very good. Well, it sounds very interesting. You're clearly working. Well, it's not more. the pictures are not there if they come out. They're not. They're not. Uh, not particularly uh, striking, but they mean things to me, which I think is more important. Very good. Sounds very interesting. It generally does sound very interesting. So I look forward to following that project. But uh, on that note, uh, Neil, it's been a, a pleasure chatting to you this evening. Thank you very much for your time. It's been lovely to hear. Uh, some of the background or the background to your work, some of the stories and the tales behind your books and your experiences of publishing, publishing your work as well. And also uh, quite a number of books that I don't have, um, which I'll probably, <laughs> which I'll probably away searching on Google for the next, next couple of days. So um, I, yeah, I just like to say thank you very much for your time, Neil. And it has been a pleasure chatting to you. Well, not at all. Uh, thanks, thanks for what you're doing, and, and it's really interesting to follow on. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be up in Scotland sometime. I, we did go up. I did go up last year briefly to see my my mum and dad. But you know, I'll come and see you in Glasgow, and we'll I, absolutely we'll go yes. and have, yeah. Go and have a go and have a drink together. That Sounds nice. good. Excellent. Look forward to it, Neil, and uh, all the very best. All right. Cheers. All right. Cheers. See you soon. Cheers. <laughs>